Andreas Gaze. Another alley oop pass to That's what we've been waiting for. Unbelievable timing on that. And it's the Tigers straight away. Gaze. Alley oop What a start! Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Insight NBL Show. This is our weekly review uh, where we wrap up everything that has happened in the week just gone. As always, we are brought here by the Standard Squeeze and Ryan from Astute News said, remember to use code INSIGHT15 to get 15% off everything from the standard squeeze, uh, whether it be their, their regular, their, their four-in-one, or they've got all different sizes. They've got wine coolers. Uh, they've got it all going on at the moment. Um, Hammer, how are you, mate? I'm good. I'm good. A little, uh, been licking my wounds after the weekend. I think uh, it's already popping up in the comments that I owe a few apologies, but... Uh... That can wait to a little bit later on. <laughs> Look, on today's show, we will be covering some formal apologies. Um, breaking news. Uh, we'll cover how our teams went. Uh, we'll go through our week's squeeze of the week winner, which I'm pretty excited to talk about this week. Uh, we'll do some Supercoach reviews of every game. Uh, we'll check how our community team's going. Uh, we'll mention the upcoming schedule for the teams and what teams we think to target over the next couple of weeks some early trade thoughts and plans, and we'll answer your questions along the way. Mate, let's head into some breaking news. It's time for some news from around the league. Um, yeah. Do I and Jack White's cut from the NBA? Does they that are. mean anything and... for the NBA? Uh, just that we'll probably be watching him in the G League. I don't think there's any <laughs> chance either of them are back in the NBL. Uh, you know, we're round five. There's there's no space. There's no need for them. Be lovely to have them back, but I think they're on to bigger and greener pastures. Yeah, I think Adelaide had some space, but they don't have cap space, basically. So, yeah, they're probably going to stay in the G League and wait for a call-up, aren't they? Absolutely. Tell us about your boy, Shannon Scott. Yeah, it went down the Bullets game. Looks like a hamstring. Still waiting on a full diagnosis and how long he's going to be out. But this is the injury that kept him out of the playoffs with Cairns last year. So uh, a target that might have been on my radar for the next couple of weeks is is now out. But uh, a lot of injury news at the moment, Matty. Yeah, Jalen Galloway's questionable. Um, I know that that hurt me towards the end of that game. I've got Jalen in my team, um, sort of stunted a little bit of cash growth. And, um, yeah, I hope he plays this week or he could be a trade-out candidate. Yeah. On top of that, we've still got Armstrong in a moon boot. McCall's gone and had a baby back in the States, so he's uh, looking like he won't be playing this week with Cairns' good schedule coming in. And Galloway injury, also the return of Hogue. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it is the perfect time to get rid of Galloway. Absolutely. He's, he's run his course, uh, injury cloud and the return of Hogue. Move on. Um, Elliot code is 680481. Uh, pop in. You can still have a, have a chop at winning some of our, our, I suppose, our prizes. I'm pretty excited to talk about this week's Squeeze of the Week dinner, winner, dinner. Um, 
He's David, coach of Dalt for Jack, and he is second overall and gets the chocolates this week with number one overall in the whole competition. So um pretty excited that he uh, that he shouted us out on, on Twitter. Um, but, yeah, not only is he going to be taking away, I think it's a $100 MBL voucher um, to go get a jersey and $1,000, um, he's going to get a standard squeeze pack as well, which could be the cherry on top. Absolutely massive effort by him. Uh, probably had Kenyon on his side. That was probably the difference. <laughs> that was that was probably the difference. Um, mate, tell us about your journey last week in NBL Super Coach. Man, it was something else, wasn't it? I I went into the week confident. I, I had Cummings. I had Brown. My backcourt was looking sweet. You know, I was, I was a little bit annoyed that I couldn't fit Parker Jackson Cartwright in there and was rightfully more annoyed when he went off. But uh, it really was one where the, the main captain options really didn't do what they were meant to do, was it? No, and it stung. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, give, give you a little bit of uh, insight. The, the only silver lining was that Creek was just as bad as uh, as Gary Brown, but uh, Gary Brown and I captained him scored one more point than Kenyon. How's that, man? Like Kenyon yep. had thirty six Super Coach points, and my man Gary Brown had thirty seven after having a a pretty respectable thirty three. I think it was in the first game, and he he looked good, Matt. He uh, he probably could have had more if guys like Kenyon could hit a shot and stop ruining his assist. But, uh, man, I've come to realise something about Gary Brown. And this is probably about 18 years in the making, Matrix. I dated this girl once, and I feel like I'm Coach Carter sometimes, naming plays after ex-girlfriends. But uh, this girl, she said to me when she broke up with me, she said, uh, you don't love me, you love the idea of me. And I never really got it until this weekend. (laughs) And that's Gary Brown, man. I love the idea of him and what he should be able to do, but I don't love him. He's not doing it for me, man. He's, I'm off him. Yeah, look, Gary Brown was is probably going to be one of my first trade-outs this week. Um, what were your trades last week? Oh, God, you're going back a bit. I bought in Gary Brown and I bought in Saar. And that was it. I didn't boost. So I would have got rid of, God, I can't remember who I got rid of now. But uh... Yeah, no, that's that's all good. But, uh, that's all good. I'll lead into my team. I had a big moving week. Yeah. Um, ended up with 344 and the captain on Creek. Um, I boosted this week. I got in Illy, uh, Parker, Jack, uh, Parker Jackson Cartwright. Yeah. I nearly yeah. got Cartwright Jackson there. Said the wrong thing. Um, yeah, so went in it's and got Parker Jackson Cartwright. Yeah, Illy and Gary Brown. Um, I was disappointed in Creek and Brown, uh, but they did chip away with some scores. And I made a monster on Parker Jackson Cartwright. And I feel like I'm set up for this week as well. Um, so now I'm 13.57. Um, I have used that boost, uh, which, you know what, I was I was saving a little bit. Um, but yeah, I was able to get out Air Valentine and Justin Robinson. Um, 
probably couldn't have been much happier with my trade outs. Maybe went somebody else instead of Brown. Um, but yeah, he'll be on his way out this week. I think with, um, I suppose the schedule opening up for some of these cans and New Zealand breakers players. Definitely. That's, that's probably the, the main point we'll be looking at this week is that schedule. Cairns, New Zealand, and Cairns more so than any other team, is I think they've got all bar one game on doubles over the next what, six rounds, maybe more. Yep. So, yeah, look, in saying that, you boosted this week just gone. I'm going to look at boosting this week uh, and be focusing very heavily on New Zealand and Cairns, guys. Yeah, sounds good. Um, I think we should pop to a to a couple questions. Um, I'm I'm do, doing a few things right now, so I am back a little bit on the questions, guys, because um, I honestly didn't expect so many to come through. Um, but really early, um, we're confirming that the official drink of the podcast is Tui's, right? Uh, no, today it's a uh, burly mid tide. I am a little fruity. Um, I do like to I do like to tempt a little bit with my uh, with my beers, uh, the Alex Tui fan club. So, um, yeah. Um, Coach D is asking sort of what happened to Scott. Um, do you know anything more about his injury, Hammer? Look, it, it happened late in the game, maybe third, fourth quarter. He was, um, he, he's just pulled up a bit lame and he's grabbing his hamstring. He went off and I, I think the concern is that this is the same injury that kept him out of the playoffs last year with Cairns. So they're, they're going to be taking some precautions at this point, I've heard no new news on the extent of the injury, the timeframes, dates, things like that. But it's, it's definitely a watch this space right now. I don't want to talk too heavily about Brisbane. And we haven't even got to the um, to the Brisbane game. But I don't know if Brisbane will be worried about playoffs this year. So if there's any silver lining, that's probably it. Yeah, that's sort of standard for a Brisbane team, though, isn't it, Matrix? Oh, look, I'm wearing my Broncos jersey and um yeah, we just we're about ten minutes away from a premiership at the moment. So uh there's a few Brisbane teams that are going all right. It's just not in the basketball. Yeah. That's a big one um, though. That Norton, that's a huge get. And he was massive on the weekend. And that was I don't think that was even to do with Scott being out, because he went down very late in that game. So Norton had a from memory it was a thirty one super coach points and he he looked good. He, he dimed up Zakarski on a, on a nice lob early for a big dunk, and he was he was very active. So he's definitely going to be a, you know, for a bench upgrade this week. If you've got the spare trade, I'd be looking at that. Um, I know that we're sort of getting into some questions early, but the Supercoach reviews of each game are going to take a little while. Um, do you think that it would be worth, like, Galloway, the coaches said that they hope that he's back next week. That I haven't heard anything else from that yet. But do you think it's worth, if he's out, is probably the question. Nathan's wondering, is it worth boosting Jalen Galloway out to Wardenburg? What's your thoughts on this? Oh, look, I don't want to be the one who sits on the fence all the time, but it probably depends on the rest of your trades. But Wardenburg's a good option. Cairns... Uh, have shown that he's their number one big. He's the one that Adam Ford's going to trust. The schedule's there. You can hold him long-term, even if it's on the bench. Uh, look, whether you're boosting or using one of your normal trades, he's definitely an option and cheap. Yeah, I like it. Um, I might grab this one from Kevin. Um, who else should we be targeting beside Clintman and uh, 
Parker Jackson Cartwright. Um, he's looking at Doyle or Crawford. Um, gives us a bit of a shout out there as well. Um, there's a few guys I like. I kind of like uh, Zetham. Um, he looks like somebody. Um, Patty Miller um, is another guy that, you know, was sort of a Justin Robinson like get in and get out just a couple weeks ago. Um, with their schedule, I think that some of these guys could be guys that I look to target. Um, your thoughts on this? Yeah, look, um, Zion Cheatham, I wasn't overly high on him before this weekend. He had two shockers, like 11 super coach, 14 super coach points. And this was after a preseason where he showed some real promise. But he backed up on the weekend. What do you have, like a 45 or a 37 or, or something big? Yeah, so he, 45, he's yeah. He's definitely worth looking at. Um, yeah, all the guys you mentioned, Paddy Miller, especially with Armstrong either out or still in that moon boot or under the injury cloud, he's he's currently in my team. Um, yeah, like you, you really got to be playing a schedule. And these are guys, you, you talk about Doyle and Crawford, great pickups, but they're one-week rentals. So if you can get a Cairns guy or a New Zealand guy with the same or close type of production and you can hold them for the next, you know, six, seven games, um, it'll allow you to start to tinker with the rest of the squad. Yeah, I like it. Um, we've got a few comments coming through. Um, yeah, Rob, Rob's away today. Uh, we've got uh, uh, Joe Luala Chul sucks. Um, Ariel's better uh, from my uh, my good friend who I'm not allowed to say his name on the uh, podcast anymore. Um Boogie X is asking if you're a part of the junior mode situation. I know Hammer doesn't follow the NRL, so I'll go explain that one uh, after the show to him. Um, Alex Tui Fan Club is mentioning what do we need to do to get a flying toilet to stop talking about Matt Kenyon. Um, and he's asking if I can send him for 10 in the bin. Um, apparently all we need to do is uh, set up a Monday um, toilet's truth bombs from a flying toilet. So... Um, <laughs> Hey, mate, we're one down today. You never know when you might get the call up, mate. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, am but I warming up to Adelaide? He, he called Kenyon and... Oh, that was a good call. A, a broken clock's right twice a day. So, look, <laughs> let's not get too carried away. But, look, he, he had a great game. And, uh, look, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's not going to do it again. But, uh, <laughs> you know, prove me wrong, Toilet. Um, am I warming up to Adelaide yet? No. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> I'll just, I'll just leave that there. Um, there's a couple of guys saying that we should be running the NBL official super coach page. I say there's a, uh, a few people that would have something to say about this. And apparently I'm really hard to, to like when I, uh, when I wear my Broncos jersey. So, um, yeah, I don't have, I don't have too many other jerseys. I'm running out. I need some, need some more sponsors. I didn't realize doing five podcasts a week, how much, you know, clothing changes I'd have to do. So that's a real issue. Um, mate, I haven't heard the the uh, Matrix choking uh, in a Broncos jersey yet today. So uh, it's been a good week. Um, look, let's, uh, let's head into some games. Let's preview the game for the week ahead. It's time for Game Talk. Um. Southeast Melbourne 102 took care of Adelaide 85. Um, one of the questions was, am I warming to Adelaide? Games like this is why I'm not. Yeah, but that's not the story of, of this game, is it, Matrix? The uh, the return of the big source, right? Yeah, he's back 
he got 38 in this one. He was the top scorer for the week. Um, he's, the guy's he's not animal. just back, man. He is. He's back, right? He's. There was no minute restrictions. There was no, I'm coming back from an injury. He hit the ground running, and he possibly even looks better than last year. Yeah, honestly, he looked those little floaters. They were fantastic. That was a floater from no, three. Look, the guy is a talent, and I think he's better from having a year in the league. Like that game against uh, Adelaide, fifteen points, thirteen rebounds, three assists in twenty-three minutes. He carved them up. You know, Gary Brown in the one game he actually gave me some hope before he ripped my heart out. Eight assists, and I think six of them were to big sources. These little dump-offs in the lane for him to give that little floater, which would be a bad shot for any other big in the entire world. But for him, it's cash money. Man, what's not to like? This guy's back. Mate, I've got a little segment that uh, the guys might have uh, worked it out. What source... What source does Hammer have on his stuff? Are you a one-source guy, or are you somebody that if you're having a hot dog, you get a bit fancy with it? Do you do you go on mustard? Are you tomato or barbecue? What's what's the go there? Look, I'd be tomato over barbecue any day, but I can't go past a good peppered sauce if we're talking steak oh. or schnitty. Look, I really like it. I'm a I'm a medium rare mushroom sauce kind of guy, but I am, yeah, I am. I am a barbecue sauce guy in the fridge. Like, oh no, sorry, in the cupboard. I don't keep it in the fridge. Um, look, I'll I'll just go barbecue sauce regardless. There is very, there's not too many situations where I'm ever going tomato sauce. I can't, I can't even look at you the right way to be honest. Now, absolutely, but yeah, look, big sauce, man, big game, <laughs> big statement, and a big captain option for round six. People are probably feeling pretty good about their Brown or their Cummings captains uh, after this game. Um, they were rewarded in game one. Um, we're not going to, you know, get too far ahead of ourselves. But, yeah, it uh, it, uh, it was only one way from there. Um, Wiley and it, Kel- it did show something, though, Matrix. It was, like, that, that was the sort of thing we were hoping for, that Creek and Cummings both fired. You know, if they had continued in the game too, we would have said, hey, great weekend. We probably... Picked the right captain for once. Creek had a bit of a downline in that one. No one would have picked Big Source going off the way he did. And Adelaide were Adelaide. Yeah, look, I agree. I'll just um, I'll just keep a few things flowing um, flowing on the bottom for our uh, for our visual uh, watchers. Um, I'll just keep a few things popping in oh, yes. there. But but um, Wiley and Kel both got twenty five. You're probably pretty happy at that point if you were you were getting in Wiley and Kel, weren't you? That that's probably what's expected. Nothing more, nothing less. You know, I think both of them got a few you know sneaky stats late. It wasn't you know it wasn't convincing, but you know if you brought them in just because of the double, you, you get away with it. You'll you'll get a C plus. Um. DJ three J looked good in his return to the to the NBL, even if you know the points weren't quite there. He was there with eighteen actually. That was the third high scorer for Adelaide, so that's good for an Adelaide player. It's just not really what you're looking for in general. I think it's the way he went about it too, man. That first quarter, he's obviously come out trying to make a statement. Now I think he put up like what do you have fourteen shots or something by quarter time. 
he uh, yep. he let it fly. And, and to be fair, someone has to score in Adelaide. It's, it's helped him. And in, in game two, it probably, you know, was a little, little bit helpful. But they're a mess still. They're, they're now talking about bringing in an import big. We'll talk about game two later, but Humphreys was pretty pretty good. Are you going to bring in a, an import now? Did he just hear he was going to get recruited over and went to town? I don't know. I mean, he didn't do much in his first game. But that second That's... game was the best game I've ever seen Isaac Humphreys play, honestly. Hmm. It was good. Um, Mitch Creek got 31. Um, nothing to sneeze at. Um, would you like me to talk about Matt Kenyon? Yeah, I would, actually. I don't have a lot of good things to say. Look, that is the best game I've ever seen him play. So that was that was a ridiculous call um, from the guys. And it wasn't – I suppose you do want a guy. And I think Air is somebody like that. Or, like, when you're throwing 100K at somebody, if there's an injury, somebody like your Ruben Tarangis, your, your Kenyans or your Air, you know, they, they can get hot. So – but – I would definitely wasn't expecting that. He was everywhere. And it did help, yep. though, that the game... Well, the, I don't want to get ahead, but that second game was such a blowout that they didn't play the starters after halftime, really. Yep. He did get a bit of garbage time in this one, too. For sure. And the 10-rebound double-double. Um, that... Yeah. Yeah, you do get that boost. You do get an extra five points, don't you? Yeah. For sure. Um, highly owned Galloway and one of the most brought in player players, Trenton Flowers. We did warn them, but they were both sub four in this game. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, Galloway. I, I've held him since day one. I just haven't quite been able to get him out yet. Uh, th- this might be the week, but uh, yeah, he's the one who's going to suffer with with these new guys coming in. Still got a few minutes, didn't do a lot, but um, yeah, it's Trenton Flowers, man, That he's wilting. That one game, we called it Fool's Gold. It is what it is, right? That's it's exactly what it is. Fool's Gold might be a segment to come out yet, so um, I'd be pretty keen. I'll, uh, I'll have a talk to the editing department and see what they can come up with. Um, let's chat about Melbourne and the Hawks. Uh, Melbourne sort of cruised in this one a little bit and the Hawks just did what the Hawks do. Yeah, I I had two Hawks players, both on my bench, which was uh, Justin Robinson, who didn't manage to trade out. And it, it wasn't the worst. He he had 25 super coach points in a, you know, a team that is just abysmal. Uh, and Ulbrich, he was there. I don't think he dropped cash. He made me maybe a couple of grand, but... Yeah, the Hawks are just – we talked about it last week. They're, they're a mess. Ulbrich fouled out early, and um, Gary Clark, he's him. He's a star. It's just a shame about Illawarra's schedule. He took a little while to warm up. Like, he came in, and, and I actually thought from, from the get-go, this guy's game is going to translate. You know, he's, he's that sort of – Big, who can play the 3-4 kind of spot. It works well in this league. He can shoot the rock. And then the first couple of weeks, he, he just, whether it was the team, whether he was feeling it out, it didn't seem to be put together. But 37 super coach points, I think it was this. Uh, 39. 39, was it? Yeah, he was yeah. He was good. And on a bad team too. So he's one to watch. But like we've said, every time we, we visit 
uh, Illawarra. The schedule is shocking until the last, was it five, six rounds of the season? So you'd hope he sort of isn't too expensive by then, but he's a really, you know, long-term watch and wait. I still stand by the best thing about Illawarra is the road out of it. Uh, Without a but doubt. But there is, there is one guy that scored better than Gary Clark, and it was Ariel Huckporty. Mm. I did not expect this with Joe Luala Chilback. Nah. He was massive. He was yeah, playing he was... like a guy who knew his spot was up for grabs. Yeah. And he did. And he knew that. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, it, what, what we thought would happen probably happened a bit more in game two. JLA was huge in the second game, and it may just be a delayed transition, but I think JLA will become the starting big eventually. Uh, but, you know, who knows? It might be a, a bit of a timeshare. It's, I don't think we saw them at all over the two games on the court together, did we, or, or did we? No, no. I didn't, no. No. Uh, I think Huck Forty is still probably on his way out of my team at the end of next week. But this was a fantastic. Yeah. I suppose this is just a great parting gift. Absolutely. If he can get that little kick in his value, you've taken a guy who started 100, 170K, you'll probably part ways with him at about 250K. And with a little bit of cash in the bank, you can turn uh, Huck Porty into big source for round six. That's probably what I'll be looking at doing. Yeah, I'm... Um... Look, I'm I'm starring. What I can do is I'm starring everything as we come along, as the questions come up, and when we get a bit more time, we're going to stop and spend some time on time on some of these questions. Um, but Bryce Stars has he cemented himself as a keeper after his performances? With how good we know Joe Luala Chul is, it's it's a no from me. Um, he's definitely earned himself an extra week, um, but I think he's still on his way out of my team. What are you doing? Yeah, look. I'm with you, mate. Once this Melbourne run of doubles is out, their schedule starts to get a little bit more sparse. And I don't think at that price I can keep him on my bench. So I'm going to say thank you very much, Huck Porty, and convert that cash into something bigger and better. That's, uh, you know, you could probably bring in a source and then downgrade on your bench to a Bannon or, or something like that. Uh, Luke Travis. He was good. He was good in this one. He got 31. Um, did a bit of everything. He's good without being great. We've we've seen him this year really put his mark on games in small periods, whether it be five minutes, a quarter, half a game. Like he had 22 or 24 super coach points at half time and, and didn't go on with it. And I think that happened in both games this week. But he really teases you, doesn't he? He's got that ceiling. He's not reaching it yet. Yeah, every time I watch him, I just expect more and more every game and just probably doesn't quite get there, does he? I know He's, I know this game, he was he was all right without being amazing. This is another you don't love me, you love the idea of me. And yeah. um, he's another one after this this uh, couple of doubles for Melbourne. We'll probably part ways and, and wish each other, you know, all the best. But we'll probably both leave a little bit disappointed and bitter. He wasn't um, that great. No, he wasn't. I think it was, let me have a look. It was 15, 7 and 2, two turnovers and the three steals was were a big bump there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Shay Ely, Ian Clark, 
They're both good options this week. Well, Shaley was one of your options, wasn't he? You you talked him up and we were both high on him. And at 220K, he was the kind of guy who fitted in a lot of uh, budgets. But you pulled the trigger, didn't you? Yeah, did pull the trigger. The eight assists definitely help, helped. He was the best passer, I suppose, in that starting lineup. Um, and he just really showed it. Um, really took advantage of the fact that Delhi was out. And there's no Delhi update, is there? There's no Delhi. Oh, well, I haven't heard anything. So um, if anybody knows, uh, yeah, step step out and let us know. Um, but yeah, I, do, I haven't heard anything about Delhi yet. Yeah, which bodes well for Illy, but he's another one. I don't think there's too many Melbourne United guys you're going to be keeping past these next couple of weeks. So Joe Luala-Chua, we chatted to him about. I think that we can brush over uh, Bubbles and and some of these other guys. We can just chat about them in the next game. Tanner Krebs got a lot of minutes and not a lot of production, which we've sort of, as somebody that's watched him a little bit, um, yeah, look, I've come to expect that. But, yeah, Joe played 15 minutes. he didn't miss a shot. He warmed up, scored 12 points in 15 minutes. Joe's a gun. Get ready. And I think the best thing you can take from that, Matrix, is he may drop some cash based on that that first game. Uh, yeah. And you know, there's I not going to be that. a bump until after he's played three. And, and if you want to bring him in, you know, if they do have those doubles, he's obviously a captain option once he's, you know, fit and firing. Maybe we won't get him at a discount. So we're going to stop and we're going to answer a couple of questions along the way. Uh, there's been a few. Um, uh, Ryan Hammond, um, our sponsor from from Astute Newstead, is wondering why do my cheeks look like blush red tomatoes? Because it's still about – you're in Queensland, mate. It's still about 40 degrees even though it's 8 o'clock at night at the moment. And I don't have aircon in this uh, in this tiny room. Um, we've got – And still um, warm to Adelaide. Yeah, still can't warm to Adelaide. I don't care how hot it is. I can't warm to, to Adelaide. A flying toilet's come out with this week's uh, Toilet Truth Bomb, and it's Clintman. It will be this week's Trenton Flowers. I don't know about that one, but, um, yeah, I'm happy to bet against you, mate. Look, that's that's another toilet pipe dream. Uh, uh, and, look, the, the call on Kenyon uh, might have had, you know, half a chance. This Clintman flowers comparison, they both shouldn't even be in the next stars conversation. One's going to get drafted and one's going to be playing NBL one next year. <laughs> um, oh, hi, Riz. Thanks for popping on. I actually just realized what your, uh, what your uh, profile picture was there. Um, are there any profile pictures this week? Uh, profile pictures. Are there any cash cows this week? Sorry. I just got starstruck by looking at your profile picture. Um, and the best one has probably been answered by Matt Thomas there in the chat. And Clintman could be the best cash cow this week. Um, yeah, he's he's going to be rising. He's got that negative break even. We're going to talk about our trades a little bit more in the upcoming show. Uh, we'll get a rough outline today. But, yeah, look, I think Clintman um, can be – Clintman and Wardenberg can be people that you can plug and play. They've got a fantastic draw and you can make a hell of a lot of money. Yeah, if you look at Clintman and you compare that to where Saar is right now. Now, Saar's, what's he, about 220K, something around that price? Yeah. Uh, Clintman's in at that 167. So a guy who seems to be getting a lot more burn in a team with a lot better schedule, 
uh, the, the ceiling on his price is going to be be very high, and, and he'll start racing up with that negative break even. So, I, I haven't said this too often, but he is a lock, and that's one thing that won't be changing for my team this week. Um, what do we got? Um, yes, we know I'm glowing today. Um, thanks, guys. A few people asking who's taller between Hammer and Matrix. Um, I think Hammer's got me there. Um, Rob's Punk is only here for Hammer's relationship uh, stories. So, um, yeah, look, <laughs> that seems to come up every week. Um, and we've got some genuine questions uh, popping up about um, who to field between Illy, J-Rob, and Patty Miller. Um, I know we're going to get into some of these guys in the upcoming one, but I have some similar issues to to go through. I'm probably going to talk to my therapist about it, but Matty Thomas has elected to talk to you about it, Hammer. Um, who are you fielding between Illy, J-Rob, and Patrick Miller? Mm. Look, I had Gary Brown. I had Will Cummings as my two starting guards, and I had... Uh, Justin Robinson and Ben Hensch was my two bench guards. So I have elected to bring in PJC and Patrick Miller this week for my two starting guards and we'll either have Cummings or Robinson on the bench. Now, Cummings has a double the following week. Robinson has one this week. Uh, so a few little things to play out there and work out what I want to do. But, yeah, Miller... He plays almost a full game with Armstrong out. And as far as I know, Armstrong's still out at this point. Uh, and he's been good. And obviously, PJC in a single last week was uh, outscored Gary Brown in two games, outscored Kenyon in two games as well, flying toilet before you start your comments. Uh, but yeah, th- those two are locks. So, yeah. Um, and last one, uh, this is for you, mate, the Alex Tui fan club back again. Hammer, are you in the Insight group or league, and what is your team name? Uh, my team name is the Box Score Bandits, and I am in the uh, Insight group. Yep. So I'd say you might have some rivalries coming up. Um, I know you're new to Supercoach. You're not new to Fantasy, but... Uh, but uh, you can set rivalries with people you want to uh, you want to keep your eyes on, and I reckon a few people after hearing that will be uh, will be looking for you. Yeah, good. The best thing All about right. Supercoach is you can change your team mid round, so change change your team name. <laughs> I think it shows you. I think it only shows your weekly your weekly team before that. Um, all right, I've procrastinated enough. Southeast Melbourne pumped the bullets, and no, I do not want to talk about it. So I do. Bangers can't, bangers can't come back soon enough. Not only did it ruin my day, it ruined my Supercoach day as well. Um, because Southeast Melbourne stars, they took the foot off the gas, didn't they? It was an absolute demolition of the Brisbane Bullets. And... Big source again, 21 points, six rebounds, three assists, one steal, 19 minutes matrix. Man, like, this is some serious production. I think he's over the round at 1.7 uh, super coach points per minute of court time. The guy's carving them up, and your bullets are probably a big reason of uh, why my Southeast Melbourne guys really had. 
horrible production. Look, as soon as we started getting pumped, I'm just like, just stay in it enough that the guys just stay out there. But like Cummings played 16 minutes, Williams played 19, Brown played 20. Not that he did anything while he was out there. Um, Mitch Creek still played a little bit. Um, so I suppose that's something. Um, but yeah, look, when you start to see Craig Moller, uh, Reese Vag, Ben Eyre get these, you know, these 20, these 17 scores, uh, they're getting out there, getting some burn, getting those 19, 20 minutes. Uh, your boy, uh, your boy, Matty Kenyon was out there as well. Uh, getting his seven points in, uh, in 15 minutes. That's probably more what I expect from him on a regular basis. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you start to see all these guys just get bumps because it was garbage time early. And that's probably something we need to be aware of playing these teams like the Illawarra Hawks, potentially Adelaide, although they've been competitive lately, your Brisbane Bullets. You know, a guy's going to put the cue in the rack after half time because you're up by that much. Yeah. Look, it's probably, it's going to keep happening. Mm. I don't think Baines helps, man. They're, it's hard because they look so good early in pre-season. They look great. The ball movement was zipping. You know, the, the guys seem to have direction. They've lost. The wheels have fallen off all of a sudden. And I don't think it's just because of Bangers. And look, Bannon's back now and he did look great in the pre-season. Um, hopefully that opens up Chris Smith a little bit. I'm not 100% sure how um, in the way that I'm seeing it, but Bannon scored six in his return. Um, he's got two double game weeks in a row. Um, I'm not sure how to answer this one because I don't know the right answer to it. But Global's asking, are we bringing in Bannon this week? And I don't know. Look, I think the reason you're not bringing in Bannon this week is because there's too much work to do with the schedule around Cairns and New Zealand. I, I don't think you're going to have spare trades to be what we probably assume is a downgrade forward on your bench for now. Um, you know, when you've got your Clintmans who are already going to rise in price, when you've got your Paddy Millers, your Wardenbergs, a Menengas probably coming in at not much more than that price. Uh, and then you go through New Zealand, Zylon Cheatham, He's still relatively cheap, under 300K. You've got PJC, if you don't have him already. Um, yeah, I think Bannon's an option if you have spare luxury trades, but I think you're not going to have them. There's too much work to do right now. And I do think, and I'll get into it in the in the other game, but again, we're covering the notes, so we might be able to gloss over those quickly. But Parker Jackson Cartwright could be as close to a must as we're going to see. And if downgrading somebody mm-hmm. like Saar or downgrading a Galloway or somebody like that to Bannon allows you to do that, then, yes, you're 100% bringing in someone like Bannon. And when we talk about the schedule, when, you, when you're looking at guys like PJC, they've got the good schedule, and the week that they have the single, every team's on a single. So we're just looking for a quality guy in that round who's going to put up numbers we're not having to worry about doubles and things like that. So you can hold him through a single because everyone else is on a single. He's almost one of those players you can play on a single anyway. Yeah, I agree. Um, what else did we see? We had a chat earlier about Norton's 31 um, getting a larger role due to the, um, I suppose due to the blowout too, I think. He's still pretty good though. What price have we got on 
on Norton right now because if he's that sort of price that we can downgrade a bench or even upgrade a bench, like if we're talking like a Ben Eyre who's probably run his course, although he was good on the weekend, you know, even a Henschel upgrade if you you got him at guard. Norton, if if we got Scott out for a um, extended period of time, will be a good bench player. Norton's only 131k, so uh, you can go sideways from Ben Eyre. Yeah. Two double game weeks in a row. Who else are they going to play at point guard? So you've got Shannon Scott. They've got a couple of yep. options. You move Sobey to the one, which we know has not worked for the last however many years. That wouldn't be what I'd be doing if I was coaching the team. I'd be bringing Norton in to play a similar role to, to Shannon Scott, you know, orchestrating things, getting everyone into their, their sets and getting the looks. And I think you can almost swap him for Shannon Scott if you're the coach. Yeah, and I hope so. It'd be good for Supercoach. And you know what? He's risen 15K already. He could definitely be an option in the upcoming week. Yeah. Um, the, I, the only negative is, like we said just before, there's a lot of work to do around your squads. I'll be boosting this week. I'm sure a lot of other people will look to do the same. Um, do you have a spare luxury trade for a Norton? And for me, it's a no. Um, let's talk about something positive. Let's talk about the fact that the Adelaide 36ers won a game. And it was against Perth. Perth looked awful. Perth? have got all kinds of problems right now. The, uh, the alarm bells must be sounding over in the West. Yeah, it's it's a long way from here, so I wouldn't be able to hear it. But in the Wild West, yeah. Look, glad. I hope you didn't hold Cotton, anybody. Cotton's been out of sorts. There's an article on NBL website today about uh, Derek Rucker giving his thoughts on why Cotton's not feeling it. But I'll give you my two cents. Is uh, This system just does not work for him. I, I think really... Uh, He's probably gone in thinking you can just throw Cotton the ball and hope something happens. And it's probably the same problems they had last year with the American coach they brought in. People are yep. starting to realise just how much Trevor Gleeson uh, actually meant to that squad and, and, and the sort of squads he built and the systems he put around that allowed Cotton to be as good as he is. Can I tell you, like, if anybody has anything saying, oh, well, they went easy because it was Adelaide or anything like that, Cotton played 39 minutes and 18 seconds in this game. Two of 15 shooting. Mm. Let that sink in. And that's not an outlier. His shooting percentages must be down across the board this year. You know, like, it's just not having the spaces in there. And I think one of the problems is it is impossibly hard to play with both the Webster brothers, I reckon. They Mm. just, they're just in the way. I, it's a messy squad right now, and I think it rings some super coach alarm bells for anyone who's who's taken any of their players. And the biggest alarm bell for me outside of Cotton is uh, Saar. How can you have the number, well, probably the consensus number two pick in next year's NBA draft, and you're playing him all of, what, Wagstaff minutes? Come on. Yeah. Well, Wagstaff only played six minutes, but Saar only played 12 think it was because Pinder was cooking. Yeah, but he, even so, he's more than a double wag stuff. He's at least like a six times wag stuff, right? Like, yeah. Shit, come on. Yeah, Pinder was cooking, man. That was another guy that you've expected to be really 
good in this Supercoach system. Like after what he did in Cairns last year, and it's just another disappointing player that you can't really play because of the schedule. Perth's just so up and down. Unless you bring him in for a one-week rental, you can't hold him at that price or that schedule. A Perth on a single again this week. There's nothing we need to look at from Perth to bring him in for next week, do we? Mm, I'm not going to look at it. Yeah, look, they're they're ahead. They're only they're playing a double. What are we up to round five? So they've got a single and then a double looking ahead. Look, I can yeah. probably gloss over a few of these Perth guys. Doctor Doolittle got some got some minutes. Um, Usher got twenty points. You want more than that at that import price? Yeah, look, Doolittle's down to about what's he down like one hundred and seventy k now, maybe less. He's been dropping yeah. big time. So maybe that's somewhere you can look. Is there going to be value and at what price if he starts to build? Like he had 23 super coach points on the weekend. He didn't look good, but he looked better. No. Um, do you have a, a crack? I'd take Doolittle at 120K over Norton at 120K. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. And the 29 minutes is encouraging. Mm. They, they, they need him to play. They need him to be better than he is. And it seems like really he's going to roll it out and, and see what he brings and, and at least he'll have a couple of weeks to show it. But, um, you know, he's probably a better player than what he's showing. Um, DJ3J took 20 shots in the game. They didn't all go in, but he took 20 shots and um, and scored pretty well with Supercoach. Got 32. The seven rebounds definitely helped. He won't die wondering. He's going to get them up. But he's um, another guy. This is where we talk. We, we talked previously, and, and I'll go back to maybe a Shannon Scott as an example of a guy who was it last week or the week before he had two actual points and ended up with like 42 super coach points. You're not going to get that with DJ 3J. He's more along the lines of a bubbles. You know, if he's, he's going to drop 30 points, he'll probably have 33 super coach points. Whereas if he only has two actual points, He'll probably only have two actual or two super coach points. Um, was pretty happy with the way that Kyron Galloway sort of put him to the sword there at the end. Um, I think Trey Kell fouled yeah. out at the end. Kyron went out there, absolutely got hot. Uh, definitely helped me on a on a week that halfway. I think I tweeted out about halfway through the week that Kyron Galloway was going to be my first trade out. It's probably going to be Jalen Galloway now. Yeah, look. Kyron salvaged something out of nothing. He's, I, I think we all know his role is diminishing, especially when they, they bring in an import, which seems to never be coming. Um, but, you know, on a side note, how long do you wait to pull the trigger, man? Like, New Zealand brought in Lamb when, you know, overnight. Yeah. They've been working on this for weeks. Yeah, there's but nothing there. Galloway. It'll affect Galloway and... And you need to try to get him out. The schedule's turning to pass for uh, Adelaide. It's just that there's been more pressing issues. I'm, I'm holding for now, and I don't want to be. Yeah, I'm the same. Like, it's not worth a boost to me. Um, but, yeah, let's see what happens. Um, yep. United, 97, defeated the Breakers, 88. And New Zealand are just proving to be a perfect team for Supercoach. Like, mm-hmm. PJC is must-have. Um, Cheatham, 45 as well. Everybody else was sub-20. And it 
they were just feeding it to these guys, weren't they? What did um, Dame Pinot have? Like, we had a rare Dame Pinot sighting this week. This is a guy who, if anyone was playing along when it was NBL Fantasy, he had a year where he was cast aside by the Sydney Kings, picked up by Southeast Melbourne, and they had an injury to one of their bigs. And this guy was thrown in the deep end, and he went from your basement-level value player to, like, one of the like went from like 250k to a million, and he yeah, was right. massive. And he's never always had a soft, soft spot for him. What, what do you have? 13. It was elite, the best 13 you've ever seen. It's probably more than he had all of last season with Southeast Melbourne, but um, you know, just a shout out to him. He's an OG from uh, fantasy days. Um, Will McDowell White, I sort of had it. He was earmarked a little bit for me um, coming in, um, but not anymore. Yeah, man. Look, I'm getting distracted by the comments, Matrix. Um, <laughs> look, <laughs> New Zealand are really going to be tough. Melbourne, they're six and one at top of the ladder. Um, they're going to be tough, and we know, and JLA is making them better, but the rotation is tight. We, we know that with New Zealand. And I think that's what you want, a shorter rotation. You don't want these teams that are so deep that everyone doesn't play enough minutes to be relevant. Yep. Um, Melbourne United, Joe Luala-Chul came back in this one. He scored, he scored 31, and he's got to be a target later on in the year when the schedule opens up. But Melbourne United's perfect early schedule heading into a little bit of an ordinary one doesn't really allow for us to consider him, does it? No, not at all. I I think that really is the key. The schedule has to dictate what you're going to do because you can't just have one-week rentals every single week. You, you really – you've got to take that longer-term view. And if you've got a guy you can hold for two, three-plus weeks – it's really going to pay off in the long run. I agree with you. Um, Travis Ely and Clark, 26 to 28, uh, which is a good result for all who had them. Uh, mm-hmm. We've chatted about Melbourne United. Let's talk about how your jack jumpers put the league on notice with a win against the reigning champs. Oh, man, that that game, it could have brought a tear to a glass eye, I tell you. It was... Special the way that ball zipped around, the way Jordan Crawford just led them on a merry dance and just exploded. I think it was 14 straight points in the last quarter. You can tell I'm getting excited just sinking back to Sunday, Maddie. It was just wait, listen to this. That's you punching the desk. Ah, it was special. Look, all around. A little side note with Sydney, I held on to Valentine as much as I don't like the bloke, and he actually came through with 33 super coach points for once. So that was uh, appreciated. But Tassie's just so good. And they're super coach relevant. Doyle and Crawford, when one's on, the other's happy to play, you know, Robin to Batman. And it was Crawford's night, this one. I think Crawford is really finding his own. His assists are up. His usage is high. He's scoring the ball at a high clip. Um, and they've got good matchups this week. So... Tell me, yeah. tell me more about Jordan Crawford because I know you want to. 
Is he one of those guys like your Bubbles, like your Sobies, where, I don't know, just like where the amount of points that he's scoring, because he scored a lot of points. He scored uh, 32 points, did still get 48 Supercoach points. He, yeah. he did find himself getting some assists, but can you expect him only to score well when he's scoring? Uh, I think the short answer is no. He's, he's not a Bubbles He's not a Vasiljevic. Sobi's probably getting closer to it. Whereas Sobi, he'll get some steals, he'll get some assists. But Crawford contributes across the board. He's got steals. He gets his two feet in the paint, draws a crowd more often than not, and he's hitting Doyle. There was a game a couple of weeks ago, and I said Doyle just, he was getting the looks, and he just couldn't hit the backside of a barn. Remember that from NBA hang time on the 64? (laughs) Yes. I love that game. Uh, but look, he's looking to set up his teammates, and the assists will be there. He'll have some some ten assist games when guys hit shots, and and guys are ready to hit shots. Majok Deng was stroking it. Doyle was hitting late. Uh, Crawford's the real deal. Good. Somebody who's also the real deal, Adams. He's a genuine gun. He's this year's Bryce Cotton. Yeah. He's what Justin Robinson needs to be. <laughs> um, Doyle, Doyle got 21, but like you said, sort of went and played a second fiddle. Um, and he's okay to do that um, when when Crawford's cooking. But I knew that you were watching this one, so if I was going to miss any, it was going to be this one. I was doing an NBA fantasy draft. Tell me about Hunter and Bolden, because Hunter scored 28, Bolden scored Zero. Was there anything? Was there any injury or anything, or is this just something that's going to continue to do our heads in? I was really surprised after Bolden had what was it the fifteen rebounds and thirteen yep. point double double something last week. I was expecting to see him early and often, and I think we got to it was maybe in the third quarter. He only had six minutes. Um, yeah, I, that's a mystery to me. Hunter was okay, but. Bolton just didn't get the chance. Um, look, I think that that covers covers all the games, unless there's anything that you think needs to be brought up. Maybe we could talk about Valentine a bit more, or we've got the Alex Tui fan club in. His 13 and 7 was okay for a guy that we got in for that amount of money. Um, look, guys, I'm sure a lot of the people still here are going to, you know, have liked and subscribed. Go ahead, Hammer. No, I got nothing, man. I was just going to say about Tui. Has he run his course? Is is Hogue going to affect him? I think Hogue will affect Jalen Galloway more than Tui, but it has to affect him a little bit. Mm. They said on the coverage they were talking about Tui, and they they said for the future of Australian basketball and the Boomers, you still have to play this kid, and, and I tend to agree with it, but. Whether that happens or not, it's another story, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, just a reminder to like and subscribe as we go along. Uh, we'll go through our community teams in a second. Um, but can you tell us anything about maybe some early trade thoughts? Have you had too much of a um, – have you had too much of a listen or a um, – sorry, a listen. I was, I was looking at uh, all these pictures of me. Um, shouting me out in the comments. So uh, thanks, guys. It's been a bit of fun tonight. 
Um, have you had too much of a think about your uh, your trade thoughts, Hammer? Look, I've had a, a bit of a play with it early. Um, I'm going to boost this week. I, I think it's it's the right time, and it would have been when I was boosting anyway if I hadn't burnt that early one on Armstrong but uh, or getting Armstrong out. But Clintman is a lock. PJC, I missed out on him last week. I'm, uh, I'm getting a bit of FOMO. I'm not going to miss out again. And Paddy Miller. So these are guys, the three of them, I reckon I'll hold over the medium to long term now. And I'll be able to massage the two uh, remaining Melbourne United starters in, in Travers and Hakpordi out over the next week. The, um, the good thing about this is I'm still, after those trades, seeing about $150,000 cash. Uh, which is going to allow me some some room to really play with some upgrades, uh, either to the bench or at least to um, uh, maybe a Huck Porty to a big source for round six or a, uh, a a Travers to, you know, some other legit forward. Look, yeah, I've been having a little bit of a play as well. Um, and I think Gary Brown and, and Jalen Galloway out. I'm going um, to keep having a little bit of a look at, I suppose the Jalen Galloway situation, but I'm not sure. I think he's run his course. So I think Brown and Galloway out, which means holding Creek, which I'm okay with holding him on the bench and looking forward to next week's double. But can you, how long can you hold Creek while he's losing that much money? Like you can't catch a falling knife, right? He's lost money every single week. I mean, I'm going to get that back with Bobby Clintman this week, whatever he loses and some, um, and he's going to be generating me points. I'm going to keep taking the hit there. Yeah. On a side note, Matrix, uh, I said your favourite saying to my wife this week, Makasa Sukasa. Turns out it doesn't mean why not both. What does it mean? <laughs> uh, my house is your house or something. I'd have to ask her. I wasn't listening fully, but... Uh, <laughs> We've been saying it wrong for weeks, man. We're off the money, yeah. <laughs> I I just know that we don't have too many Mexican fans here in the NBL until uh, <laughs> until somebody gets imported in. So uh, been getting away with that one for a little bit. Um, but yeah, right I do up. think that maybe maybe Patty Miller or your Cheatham, um and Bobby Clintman, I think is is a must um, when I'm moving some guys there. Can um, you uh, look, can you just bring up the flying toilets comment? I reckon that's worth a shout. If Kenyon was a falling knife, I would catch him. And uh, I hope it takes off your Twitter thumbs so I stop hearing all this shit. <laughs> um, so, so we're going to answer some questions, right? So, um, yeah, we're going to get into the questions shortly. And I know a lot of people have a lot of questions. Um, you know, Rob's asking for some more relationship metaphors, Hammer. So, um, so that's going to be fantastic. But we have a community team. So if you're in our Discord, the, it's in the comments and the description there. You can join our Discord and you can actually vote for what our community team done with our Insight Fantasy Sports email account, where they're headed for the week ahead. So we haven't used any boosts in this one. Uh, we scored 326 as a community last week and we've moved up 335 spots to be 470th overall so the way that this works is our community um all the guys get in they post what they think the trade should be and whoever gets the same likes the most likes sorry 
we will do that trade come Thursday about lunchtime just in case it glitches. So we've made some really good inroads. We've shown as a community we can do the right things. We can we can do the right trades. Maybe it means that the best ideas are right in front of you. But realistically, uh, we've got two trades we could even boost this week. I'm excited to see what the yeah. community comes up with. So pop in, be a part of it. It's a lot of fun. And if we win some money, uh, we're going to donate it to charity. So pretty excited. Or get me some better Wi-Fi maybe. I don't know. That's probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah. We have had some comments about the Wi-Fi. Um, I know that we're going to talk we'll about our captain. I know that we're going to talk about our captains probably more so in the next show. Um, but let's head into question time. It's question time. Let's answer your questions for the week ahead. Um, look. We've had a few people, and I know it's not a question, saying that Bolden doesn't have it mentally. Um, we're going to go back to Global's question, which I really liked. Um, how do you prioritize your trades, Hammer? Do we get rid of some of the spunts on our bench, like like Henschel first, or do we upgrade around them and lose some cash and points? I know we're going to start losing some cash with these guys at some point, and I suppose he's saying, how are you prioritizing your trades? I think you have to prioritize. Let me let me give you this as a two part sort of answer. You need to take a longer term view. So you, this is where we're taking guys from Cairns and New Zealand right now. They can hold for a couple of weeks. So these next couple of weeks, where you've got guys on double back to back rounds, then you can use your luxury trades. I think this isn't the week to do it. Most teams are going to have too much work to do. But like for example, next week. Uh, I will have a number of cans in New Zealand guys and I might be able to get rid of Henschel then. Uh, for what he's going to score and what you'd be doing with that leftover cash, it'd be nice to have a few more points on the bench. But, you know, if he has a DMP, that's probably better than anything. He's not going to lose cash. And at his price, he's, he's so far to basement bargain that he's not going to lose much anyway. I think... What I do with somebody like Henschel is very tied to this Matty Granger question coming up. And it's like, when Armstrong comes back, will Miller play less minutes? I'm just going to say when Armstrong comes back, that's when Henschel goes. I've got him in my guard spot. Um, Armstrong is a guy that I think you can genuinely start. Maybe you don't uh, the first week, but do you think Miller will play less minutes? And do you think that is the perfect Henschel out strategy? I think he'll play less minutes. He won't be playing like your 38 minutes or whatever he's been playing in some of these games. That's barely, it's really just been through necessity, hasn't it? They don't have a lot of other options. But I also think it's going to be a case almost like PJC. Now, when that team was put together, the idea was going to be that Will McDowell-White was your point guard. You're going to have, uh, what's the guy who had the pelvic injury from the sheep? Um Justinian Jessup. Um, yep. Yep. So the, that was how the, the, the backcourt was going to look. Now, PJC is showing early on that, no, I'm not going to play the six-man role. I'm too good for that. And I think the same thing is going to happen with Miller. He's, he's played so well in that spot for Cairns that they will ease Armstrong in around him. Yeah, I agree. I think that I'm not going to add... Taron straight up unless I really feel I need to. 
it's probably going to be when his price changes, that's when I'm going to be adding him, just because of that injury concern, I think. Yeah. I think it's it's not going to go away. Like, he came back from the States after playing half a game in a moon boot. It's, there's very little intel at the moment on it. Um, so, yeah, look, Paddy Miller, I'm going to ride him for now. And worst case scenario, he drops by five, ten minutes a game. So be it. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to play O captain, my captain for Bryce here, but uh, Parker Jackson Cartwright or Crawford, hit me with it. Ooh. The captain. PJC. Yes, the captain. Yeah. PJC. PJC. We talked about Crawford and Doyle and brilliant player, but Tassie, who do we, who do the Jackies play? Is it Melbourne United? They play Melbourne and Brisbane, so a very up and very down. Yeah, I don't. I don't love those for two separate reasons. Look, depending on who Illy goes to, he's a tough cover. Um, and then Brisbane, who's to say with how good my jack jumpers are, we don't end up in the same uh, boat that Southeast Melbourne found themselves in with the starters not playing after halftime. Yeah, and I think that that is perfectly reasonable with the way that the Bullets have been playing. Um, and I think England are going to be... They've probably dropped some games they shouldn't have. And percentage may be an issue for them down the line. So they're going to be playing their guys a lot. Oh, we've got some... Uh, Maddie's thinking about using his... Oh, well, he's asking us whether we think that he should use his second boost to go from Galloway, Saar and Brown to Clinkman, Cheatham and Miller. Mate, that sounds phenomenal to me. Pull the trigger. Lock it in. That's what your boosts are for. That's that's a serious upgrade on your squad. And it's something, even though you're using a boost, Clintman, Chief, and Miller, you're going to hold those guys, I'm assuming, for the next six rounds. Uh, and this is what we talked about then. How do you go and upgrade your bench? This is how you do it. Because you've got three uh, starters locked in around what other, other pieces you've got. That's when you start to massage the rest of it. And Saar probably still has a little bit of money to make. I just realized I was in the, on the Insight Fantasy Sports uh, Supercoach and we don't pay for our Supercoach Gold unless somebody's uh, willing to do that for him. Uh, so, yeah, I can't look at his break even, but off the top of my head, I thought it was in and around six. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saar could make a little bit more money if you were going to not do any of that, but I'm presuming that that's funding a lot of the, the Cheatham and Miller trades. So. For sure. Um, a flying toilet again. I'm not sure I see the love with um, with Sam Kekovic, Anthony Lamb here, but uh, he's just stating that Anthony Lamb is value um, and he thinks that he could be this week's round two Sobe. I disagree. I can't see with the way that Anthony Lamb plays how he can, yeah, erupt like that. No, he's, he's a poor man's Matt Kenyon. Um, yeah, won't be touching it. I think that Anthony Lamb is great for the team. I think that he's going to be a great asset to make people like like your Cheathams and your Parker Jackson Cartwrights better. Yeah, it's, it's one of those pieces. And there's a few of them around the league. Great player, not great fantasy player or super coach player. I think he fits into yep. that category. 
I agree with you. And um, and our friend here in the chat is going, uh, Parker Jackson Cartwright or Doyle Travis? Um, I suppose we're making a decision about the two that we're going to be starting as they all play the same position. Um, I think Park Jackson Cartwright and Doyle are a no-brainer there with Travis. Yeah, and if you want to play Travis, he's got guard forward eligibility, so potentially you can massage him into a, a different position. Um, again, Rob Punk is in the chat um, saying that it's pretty clear Clintman, Cheatham and Miller are a lock and just forget about it. We've been, we've been having a lot of fun in the chat too, haven't we? Yeah. Is that are we talking community team there with uh Chief and Miller and Clintman? Is the tribe spoken? Um, I I'm not sure. I haven't been into it. I usually have a look at it a little bit as we start to um as we start to head in. I start looking at it Wednesday morning. I actually fly out on on Thursday, so we better get into it on Wednesday. Um I'm ducking away to uh Fiji for a week for a little wedding. So um yeah, I who's think this I'm going to Bali on Wednesday. <laughs> I know we didn't plan it very well, um, but we'll we'll see how we go with uh, with the podcast. There will be Insight Fantasy Sport. We'll we'll be releasing a podcast. We're just not sure who'll be on it. So maybe the Wi-Fi will be better in Cooter. You know what? It probably is. Um, Matty Granger's <laughs> been giving us a bit of love. Um, Monday is a long day waiting for this. Um, Corey Blackledge has got some good questions. Please put in some, um, if you've got any more, um, if you've got any more comments, get them in. Uh, cause we're just about to wrap it up, but Corey, a big friend and fan of the show has asking, could he go Wiley to Clintman and Robertson to PJC? Hey, that sounds elite. Wiley to Clintman. Great move. Robinson to PJC, even better move and cash in the bank leaves you a bit of wiggle room for next week. I, I really like it. Yeah, we love the wiggle room here. Um, but uh, what I like is that you're just setting yourself up for next week and getting the better players on better schedules. I don't think mm-hmm. you can get much better. That's probably my um, that's probably my trade of the week, really. Yeah. It's, look at these squads. There's going to be a lot of um, similarities coming into these squads. And if we're looking to move up the ladder, probably something we can talk about on Wednesday night's pod if we're not too many bin tanks deep. Uh do we need to start looking at points of difference? Yeah, I think at some point we're going to have to. And I think I've sort of tried a smattering of it along the way with some things like, you know, just getting in Illy this week. I should have got Jalen Adams that one week that I went to as a pod and then I got scared off. Um, I think you've got to keep your team as much with the with the norm, but you've got to get that smattering right. You're not going to win team of the week, but you could, I suppose, move up every week into a fantastic position. Yeah, I think it, it is a marathon, not a sprint. So you keep chipping away. Like I've found myself down the rankings a lot further than I would have liked to have been, thanks to all those guys who hate me, Gary Brown, Taryn Armstrong, Denzel Valentine. Um, a flying toilet. Getting, yeah, none of them will be getting a Christmas card this year. But I, I climbed about 300 spots this week, and you keep chipping away. I'm, I'm back in the top eight. 8% or something now. So you don't want to go with a pod too early. Like, yeah, it's just chip yeah, away. Like, 
we're not going to lose interest because we do a super coach podcast, but I think you could find yourself losing interest if you just start bringing in all these wild trades, getting in some people on, on singles, chasing the points, make some calculated risks and, uh, and move up in the ranks. Yeah. Shoot your shot, Matrix. <laughs> you miss every shot you don't take, mate. Um, yeah. Look, Paul's asking if we can have a flush soundbite ready for any and all of Toilet's comments. Um, he then says maybe he can join Rob for a few shows. I'll uh, I'll send him a DM. I'll see if he's available. Um, let's look at the Alex Tui fan club is saying that our personal lives are more important than us. Okay, okay. My first reaction was, mate, I've got an NBA show to do after this. So come across, get in the comments of our NBA show, which is going to be releasing at 730 AM um, for the um, for that. So get in the comments of that. But yeah, it's about our holidays, and realistically, yes, our personal lives are more important than you. Sorry, mate. Yeah, this is an interesting one. Matrix have Illy, Travers, and Hakporty for the next couple of weeks to trade. Now I'm in a well, I'm in two thirds of your position. So I've got Travers and Hakporty. which would be probably my two trades once I come off the doubles. And I've spoken before about the, the cash I've got in, in the bank to, to upgrade to maybe a source or something like that. But having the three of them, unless you're going to boost, you're going to have to hold one an extra week. Uh, who's it going to be? Uh, who's your backup center is probably another question to ask. And, yeah, start to formulate that plan. That's, that's one of the reasons I didn't bring Illy in. I didn't want to get stuck holding the baby as, as good as he was. And as bad as Gary Brown was, unfortunately. I think it's going to be with, however, whoever has the lowest sort of break even. I'm probably mm. more okay. I do like the flexibility of Travis being forward uh, guard eligible. I think Huck Porty's a lock out, maybe regardless of break even. But like at a guy that's 200 and maybe 250K after this week, like mm. what's... The, is it that bad to sit Shaley on your bench? If I can do the trades I need to do, like we were sitting Ben Air on our bench on a single. Is it going to be that bad to have Shaley on our bench for a week? It's, I don't think so. Hold one of them. If you're going to hold one, for me, it's got to be Travers. He's the only one who has a clear role now, without someone looking over his shoulder. Hakpoti's got JLA waiting in the wings. Illy's got Delhi coming too, and about to come back and and, and resume that spot in the backcourt. So. Travers is the one who, who sort of owns that spot. And while we haven't seen him really get that huge ceiling, he's he's been good enough. He's serviceable. So Melbourne are out of double game weeks this week. And Corey's also mentioned that his backup center is Hunter. And Sydney have a double game week that following week. So, um, yeah, I think think maybe there is a world where Huck Porty can be the one held. But let's see how Joe Luala-Chul goes this week. He started off with limited minutes. He worked his way up to 19 minutes after 12 minutes in the first game. If he's starting to play 25 minutes, you probably can't hold Huck Porty. But that second game in, what did you say, 19 minutes, he went bang, didn't he? Yep, yep. Mm. And, and that's the kind of player that we look at with JLA and he doesn't always fire. He's pretty consistent, but he can put points on the board quick. He had three blocks from memory. He pulled down some boards, and those blocks in this format really accelerate that score, don't they? Yeah. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I think that wraps us up, mate. It's pretty good. Um, look, I'm pretty excited for Wednesday where we delve a little bit more into our trades. Um, we'll go through our captains, our sit starts as well. Um, a bit of a preview of the of the week ahead. Um, you know, should be noted that, you know, New Zealand are playing Adelaide and and Cairns are playing Illawarra and Tassie are playing Brisbane. So we'll delve into some of that. Um, but any final words? Uh, Sukasa Mukasa, my, my Wi-Fi is your Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um, Hakuna Matata, and you have listened to an Insight Fantasy Sport podcast. Cheerio. Yeah.